Greetings, and welcome to a Fireside Chat with Zany Mystic. I'm your host, Lance White. For new and old listeners, there are a few new features here at BBS Radio. First, go to www.afiresidechat.com. One is the BBS Radio Fast Chat. If you click on this, you can type questions and comments during the show while it's live. You'll also notice, if you scroll down, on the left side is an icon for iTunes. You can listen to all my recently archived shows by downloading them for free on iTunes. The book covers from Tales of a Zany Mystic, link to Amazon Books for my book in paperback and in Kindle. Last, I've been doing this show freely on my own time for over seven years now. December has tossed several major financial challenges my way, so I'm asking all who listen tonight for support. Please go to that same address, www.afiresidechat.com and click on the donation button which says please support a fireside chat I'm asking for your help tonight to continue bringing you the brightest lights on the planet into your lives and your homes tonight my guest is James Sevan Bomar James raises the bar for what is generally discussed by mental, spiritual and physical advisors Hosting the popular internet television program known as AstroQuest, he is rapidly gaining explosive recognition with his unique style and laser-like deconstruction of language, numbers, and esoteric tradition. He has coined this method as Realm Dynamics, a study that involves a micro-macro approach to total realization. James is currently working on a documentary titled Secret Energy, while developing a Human Activation Institute. He is also the author of an excellent book, which I'm working on now, called The Code to the Matrix. You can find out more at www.astralquest.com and the main site, which I'm uh, finding to be very informative and interesting, www.resistance2010.com. So check those out soon. Not now, not now. Do it later. <laughs> So let's welcome James to the show now. Hi, James. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Lance. It's definitely awesome to be on the show. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good now. I, I had kind of an intense headache earlier, uh, but I took a walk in in nature and gave the carrots uh, gave the carrots gave the horses some carrots that are on a nearby property. And once they, I was in their presence, they kind of healed my headache. So nice. Thank you for asking. It's funny because I think uh, next year is the year of the horse. So hopefully oh. <laughs> there'll be lots of headaches healed. <clears throat> yes. I, I think we might be heading into some headaches this next year. Don't you? Do you see that coming as well? Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I, um, I, I seem to have a whole different forecast for humanity, especially in light of um, a lot of the new things that have taken place. But, you know, I, w I was talking about this the other day, but there's, if we really understand that consciousness is, is really gradual, it's not, you really don't want something just completely coming out of the woodwork on your, you know, something coming out of your wall. Uh, <laughs> just right in your living room, that super flush all of a sudden before you've been prepared for something like that. So how do you prepare for the meeting of, of, of other things that don't exactly fit the, the encyclopedias and the storybooks of, of what uh, you think to be taking place on the planet? And then obviously it would be very gradual. And I, I feel like, you know, we, we can start off with something like 9-11. Um, and then... Oh. Even before then, you know, there was like whole 2012, the 1999 scare, the end of the world, right? And then there was 9-11, which was like a graduated version, more realistic. And then there was something like Fukushima, there was Snowden, there was um, Assange, right, which actually came first. And then there was Occupy, and then there was Disclosure. <laughs> and so, realistically, if I was just standing, like, not in, if I wasn't inside of it, but just kind of outside of it looking in, it would look like to me that there's this gradual process of waking up taking, uh, of waking up taking place on one level or another. And that obviously some of the, the hard knocks kind of come first. That's obviously when you're getting jarred out of your sleep. And then it gets more subtle, or excuse me, uh, how I should say, yeah, more subtle. It kind of deals with higher things and levels of spirituality later on. And then probably to relieve itself entirely, 
uh, at some point. And so I, this is what I, I predict is that at some point we're going to be over this whole, you know, we need to ascend and we need to activate. And we're going to be, I call it the day after activation. <laughs> where there's no more corrupt governments, there's no more Jesuits, there's no more all of this separation to be worried about and to be concerned about. And there is only everything at that point. And, and that's obviously something that I've been working on, I would say very heavy all my life, even on a subconscious level. But recently within the last three years is if how to bring that kind of reality about and what kind of tools will be necessary. And I think that this is the kind of thing that you would see tackled by individuals who don't give up, that are very resilient, have strong wills, in a tense of resistance, resistance in the way of immunity. Now, somewhat, somewhat is a gun-toting faction uh, zapping aliens, but something like your immune system that is keeping your body from being overrun by viruses and diseases. So what the resistance, the real resistance has been working on is the planetary immunity for what we're dealing with, and then also the metamorphosis of the organism, meaning that taking the planet to another level by utilizing means that affect realities like this. Not dreams, or street dreams even for some, not uh, illusionary, uh, even hallucinogenic um, expressions that are just ideas and never really affect things. So that's what we're talking about, Lance. Like, it's a big thing, obviously, if we're going to tackle <laughs> raising the entire frequency of the planetary system, which would actually equal the universe. That's the other thing. It's not this whole task that we're dealing with. It's not just an Earth task. According to any kind of system that you look at, or especially map of the cosmos, it shows you that especially this immediate uh, universe is what would be still dealing with the same problem that we're dealing with on Earth. And this, people may find that interesting because many people are trying to catch a ship out of here, right? Like they're, they're done. <laughs> like, uh, I can't wait to get out of here and get away from them. And then they imagine that maybe it's going to be Jupiter, that they're going to be able to go to Jupiter, right? And then that they're going to, people are going to want them there. Like, oh, there he is, you earthling. I love you. Come, let us worship you. Because honestly, that's kind of what it sounds like. It sounds like people want to leave so they can go get appreciated somewhere else, right? But, <laughs> right. but the reality is, is that just like with anything, it's if we can't even stand to be around our own kind at some times, and this is because our lack of uniqueness, as we call it, meaning that someone's like, you know, lead trapeze, lead, uh, uh, what do you call it, trapeze artists at Cirque du Soleil, <laughs> then they may get a dinner with the king. <laughs> or if, they're, like, if they've done some kind of, um, uh, of, of super work, like jumping out of planes from the moon, like the guy just recently did, and then landing on Earth, he may get a, a long night with a couple race car drivers. You see what I mean? In, in good conversation, right? But so what it's saying is that you have to do something amazing in order for this universe to still respond to you. So we find that maybe the same thing is going on in the immediate universe that's going on on all subsequent systems if we believe in that statement, as above, so below. <laughs> Meaning that there's some, something uncannily similar about the even spiritual planes in physical planes. And this is kind of what I wanted to talk about very briefly tonight since we, we have this hour, and I'm not sure of the breaks, but I want to talk about merging the spiritual plane and the physical plane together and, and that happening <laughs> because uh -huh. in fact I, I really talk about it from the other way around that that is actually something we need to get ready to prepare ourselves for on a vivid level that the spiritual plane and the physical plane are basically the wall between us and the existence of our soul is about to be dropped it's going to fall down uh -huh. Uh -huh. and then this individualized title because you know I'm an etymology master of human which is basically hymen, the virgin of that's never been had an experience with the spiritual world, which is pretty much most people's stance. Most people have never seen any kind of spiritual plane or had anything kind of spiritual happen to them that they can vouch for, right? That's our masses. And then we have a 20%, maybe 15% that have had some kind of spiritual occurrence. But at least 18% of those people are convinced to not believe that they saw what they saw or felt what they felt or believe what they believed at that moment, right? So they get their fire snuffed out by the other energies that are around them that are disbelieving.
So now what we get is, is we, we get to dissolve what you even see is the division symbol. Notice the division symbol is a dot, a straight mm -hmm. line, and a dot. <laughs> so let's assume on a three-dimensional level that these dots are spheres, so they kind of are synonymous for souls, right? Or spirits, mm -hmm. right? So we have, uh, just say, a complete living organism on one side, and then a wall. <laughs> and then another complete living organism, which looks like it's replica on another. Okay, and this is how occult images have been placed in our symbols that we use in physics, we use in math, etc. These symbols are saying something deeper. And what division is, is there's a wall between you and what you call your spiritual side, what you may call the soul, what you may call the subjective plane. I mean, we've invented so many different words for it. We've divided it even further. That's what we're, we're creative in doing is dividing things on physical planes. But we've given a great deal of connotations for something that is basically saying one thing. It is everything. And the moment that we can get ourselves prepared to deal with everything is the moment that we will become everything. And until then, the drama or the dragon mother will play out on Earth and on multiple planets, on external planes and objective planes, effects as it's called, will continue to play out below the speed of light, okay, which is where you get slowed down light, which becomes matter. There will be continuous slow down light planes running, needing knowledge like what we have been bred on this planet to deliver. Some people say, what are you talking about? Bred on this planet to deliver massive levels of awakening to the universe? Yes. Because if you think about it, the highest, if you want to call it a program, the highest program running on this planet is known as the Messiah program. It is the idea that one man and a woman could access a certain level of power. Because remember, there's Jesus and Mary. Some people are like, wait a minute, woman, where is that? No, no, there was Mary. Okay, so some man or woman can take upon this level of power that ends up metamorphosizing an entire planet. And not to mention, okay. they say they're singing songs in other places. So obviously it's other planets. So this is when we realize is what we are bred to accomplish by our ancestors, to become beings that actually deal healing into the universe. Some people say, what do you mean deal? I don't even like that word. It's because there's a, this word universe. Uni means united. Verse means in conflict or against. Mm. Someone versus someone else. So how is this something can be united but, but fighting? Well, look at our planet. Excuse me, look at our body. The moment that we eat or drink the wrong thing, we are going to war. <laughs> you drink some alcohol, you go to war with the liver. As above, so below. <laughs> and so there's another one I'm trying to introduce here to humanity. This is an entirely different way of looking at this. It doesn't really require deep, complex thought, but we have that too. It's something that's very simple in a tense of understanding that if me and you are gonna, if, you, if you're in the room, Lance, and there's a couch there, couch is heavy, and you go, you get ready to move it, move it, and in your unique individualness, you find out it's too heavy, then what are you gonna do? <laughs> you're gonna go have to call someone else to come and help you. So this shows you right away that there's power in numbers. This oh, is yeah. what people need to see. Obviously, you know it very well. But there is power in the more of us get, that get together, the more powerful we become if we have the right tools. There's more to that story. So what we have or what we're on the cusp of now is we're on the cusp of a period where humanity starts seeing that it's an individual and uniqueness is making it weaker. Especially now that there is so, there's a Googleplex of differences now. We've divided it even further. We've put it in the petri dish and we've let it grow and we've divided it even further. And we, this is our way here. And what teaches you that is the language. So we get to what is the code to the matrix? What is the book of really, really about? It shows that within the English language that there is a code that is resident and that this code is programming you from left to right, which is why most like the old languages are right to left. Some languages up, down. There's a direction to where, how it's programming you and because you know it, because you speak it, because you think in it, it actually governs 
the ramifications of what happens to you. And so if you don't think that what you're saying has any meaning, well, first off, how far can a person get thinking like that? And then the second more deeper level is, is that do you really know what this language is about? Do you really know what it's like to be able to spell as in, in casting spells? Do you know what a rite is, R-I-T-E? Do you not see that this language has some level, as I say, cursive, it has a curse, some level of magical connotation to it that we've been overlooking entirely. So where our actual deliverance is, if we can use that term, is like on our hands, but our hands right over the top of our eyes. It's so close, you can't even see it. And that's why, of course, Lance, the biggest play here on the dimension is, is to get a person to look everywhere but themselves. As long as it can get you to look outside, you'll never find it if it's supposed to be inside, <laughs> right? And so this is, the, this is the next level of our consciousness is showing us that we are all connected inside. Now, the outside, though, which you would call the physical reality with the physical bodies made out of phi, they like to fight. They have five senses. There is a fear that is resident because they are fire. Like, you know, the soul is and the spirits are fire, right? So anytime you get fire, there's a, one, there's a territory of fire. Where fire, there's fear because some have been burned. And if you think about it, when we have to trust somebody right now, we're not even that inclined to trust what an individual is saying because we've been burned, right? So that burning separates us, though. Let's just let's keep moving it forward here. OK, so, but I understand why you want to be by yourself. But that, like we talked about before, is also your weakness. So if we start burning each other and then there's a fire, <laughs> we're worshiping a fire God, then what you'll find is on a dimension that everyone will be burnt to pieces and ashes. And this is the ash tree of Idrisil. This is the connection with when you get the mulch <laughs> or in times the prima materia that makes everything else grow. Meaning that is it still not our backs, our souls, our energy that is driving the entire interest of this universe? Are we still not the apex being here because we have one thing which is called reason? It makes us different but it also makes us custodians. That's the riddle of the gardener or the shepherd. It makes us actually have entities that are also going through lower levels of incubation, making their way into wholeness, that we're also responsible for seeing through. This is the animals, this is the insects, this is the trees, this is the garden. And so what happens here is that first there's this overweight of attempting to solve the situation. This means that once we woke up, because as a species, we're waking up, but we were asleep. <laughs> you, don't e you don't even want to assume that you are awake and allowing this to what you see going on this planet going on, not on your watch. If you understand what kind of micro and macrocosmic being you are connected to the oversoul, that there is a supreme perfected version of you that is multiple bodies all in one body. And that's what you are. In this reality though, in phi, in division, there's only a piece of you here. And this is why it's important because when we go into peace, notice that, oh, we all want peace. <laughs> so they gave them pieces, Lance. Peace is not wholeness. Peace doesn't mean coming together. Peace means separating. Unity means coming together. You see, so that's why I was saying there are certain Achilles heels or, or, or weak uh, points that in our language, it can disempower us if we don't know what we're, what we're saying and what we signed up to and what we agreed to. When we agree to time even, time weakens you, weak. W-E-A-K, W-E-E-K. It's a minute thing or minute, meaning small, something petty. 
So this means that as long as we are below the speed of light looking at clocks that are counting the numbers of 12 over and over and over again, sixes, 12s, 24s, four plus two is six, this kind of rolling cycle called a circuit, then we'll sit in this circle like Ouroboros forever. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that what we are now waking up from is that, you know what? Forever doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't have to be some sad story of lost souls running around the spiritual plane, not even knowing that they're dead. Meaning that the last report that I got from the spiritual plane, there were so many beings there that didn't even know they died. <laughs> they were still just in, they were, but they were still doing the same thing that they had been doing in life over and over again and that they were in some kind of loop. Then I asked the person that was telling me that, hmm, it sounds like what you're explaining is not much different than the reality, the physical reality, because right now I see individuals having no choice but to do the same thing every single day as if they're in the loop. Right? Now, notice how, though, we are inside of a bubble. So this means no matter how far you run, Lance, and no, how, no, no matter how far and fast I run, we will still eventually meet each other because we are running a circle. <laughs> right? We're still sitting on a globe. So there are certain dynamics, and this is what I was calling realm dynamics. There's certain dynamics that you can start assuming that if there's certain things, certain elements present, then because of those elements track record, that there's also other things present. For instance, if there's a hedron collider on your planet, <laughs> This means that there's a certain class of life form of a certain stage of intelligence present with you. Meaning that they say also when you get on the spiritual plane, because I don't want to you know, go into the whole telling people I've been there, but they say when you get on the spiritual plane, your rank and your status there is based on how much light you give off and how much knowledge you have. Once again, what is the difference between a spiritual plane and a physical plane? Because last time I checked, how much knowledge you have here and how much light you give off, meaning how much energy you have, also governs how far you get here. So I'm talking about two worlds that are still par- parallel, but one is ethereal. So I'm going to take a moment, because I've kind of shot out there. A lot of stuff was out there at once. Obviously, I'm used to dealing with a certain kind of audience, and I know some of those people are present within the audience today. Other people have to rewind it. But I want to tell people more than anything that there is a simple version of this. We made it complex. <laughs> because we divide things. Even when we have a baby, there's a half of us, half of the next person right there. Even the body that we're in, it has a female and a male side. Even the God that we worship, his name is Deuce. Deuce means two, as in dice or Zeus. You will die, meaning split in two. You see, so this is, this is, the, this is the level of what we're in. But the complexity, the sheer complexity alone allows us to account for why it's so difficult to figure out, why there's so many failures to it, why is there so, uh, so much non-transparency. And it's because the complexity that has been created is a part of that wall. So now what we want to do is we want to simplify it. Because if you notice one thing, talking, they say talk is cheap. <laughs> And the reason is, is because experience is the real teacher. Something simple, scuba diving. I go scuba diving, I come back to you, I'm explaining you everything. I'm telling you about the mask. I'm telling you about the different fish, the different colors. But will that ever be like you going scuba diving? No. So it's the same thing with this whole spiritual dynamic that I'm talking about. If you don't actually go and experience it yourself, then even this conversation, won't, it'll be boring after a while. And so what we've also bolted on to this is that we've bolted on the elements, the nobles, the ones that are still in line with the human force, Palladium, Ruthium, and we've bought that kind of dynamic into what is necessary to give us the fuel that we need to repair the vehicle. And what I'm talking about is, as I'm talking about that alchemy kept the secret of how to repair and sustain the vehicle that we're in called the physical body. And that by us not only ingesting, but also learning 
the actions and uh, the relationships that occur within the elements, we have yet another portal to our infinite being. And again, I say another portal because some people come into the realization of the matrix, meaning that this is a womb, a place where things are cultivated by entirely different means. Meaning not everyone has to come into the great arcana knowledge as if they were uh, browsing in the five mile library underneath the Vatican in their astral body <laughs> to be able to actually crack this thing in a certain tense of the big wake up. And so we're all coming to this awakening on different levels. We're all at different stations. But I would like humanity to feel encouraged and secure that there are beings that are on the dimension now that if this thing ever did get like it was going to start scarring up our spiritual stance from what we are, are projecting from here on out, then it would be moved out of the way immediately. Meaning that what you're seeing is the overall dissolution of all of the chaos. Meaning that when the religions have proven themselves not to work because of their affiliations, when the governments were showing themselves not to lead because of their own moral bearing and their own vision of what they can and cannot achieve, when all of that comes to pieces, when the systems of curriculum fall as far as their 12 and 18 year structures to six months or seven months in certain uh, types of environments that are embedded with knowledge, crystals, information that can give people the energy. When the organic grid comes alive again, this means that the earth has a grid system, just like what you see in Chinese acupuncture chart. When that grid is reactivated by the individuals organically standing in line, meaning that they will get, human, humanity will come online and each individual, it won't be everyone at first, but individuals will hold the energy by proxy what does this mean? If you can hold a certain kind of current, it radiates from you. You become human orgone, brightening the environment. And then you are holding that, that field up to your strength and degree. And then when the, max, the uh, magnitude of your strength and degree, when it decreases, there is another individual there to pick it up from there. So this means that the whole goal of life, according to the Tibetans, was to project your magnetic body beyond your physical body, meaning that you wanted to grow your soul so that it was bigger than your physical body. So you have people here on this planet that they're graduated souls, like your grandmother, she's so sweet, so kind, she can tolerate anything. These are large souls, right? And so they hold large territories. Many of them, of course, have been damaged and peltered and put in the financial system and they're stressed out, medication, etc. But when you bring them back online, to understand that they're not online right now because of that, then they radiate this energy that connects in this field when connecting completely becomes a source of perpetual energy that all human beings can draw from. Very similar to the Viril, the Purana, Prana, the Kundalini, those kind of energies, the earth energies that they've been speaking of. This is what activates that field. And I'll tell you that this knowledge you can find anywhere. If you really know physics, you'll find it there. If you really know math, you'll find it there. If you know metaphysics, you'll definitely find it there. But finding it and activating it is two different things. And that this is what we're talking about, Lance. We're talking about that we have to stand online because we're just holding ourselves up. Meaning that we can be doing magnificent things. I've already seen it. I've already experienced it. The reason why I'm here so fervently talking about it is not because I have time to waste. There's nothing that I really need. It's just that it, you can't hold it all on your own. It's too much energy. I was laughed at. It said, see, that was the, that's the thing. If you eyes all don't come together, then you can't even hold energy. One man cannot hold this energy. One woman cannot hold this energy. It drives them nuts. It go, they go into Babylonian syndrome, Kundalini syndrome, Jerusalem syndrome. And, you, and you've seen this occur with individuals around you. They alienate themselves from everyone. Everyone's evil now. Everyone's the devil. No one can do it good enough. No one can do it right. And so they get into this alienation type thing. And this is because now they're locked in their top chakras. And they can't go down to the lower chakra anymore. They can't hang out with root chakra land on the streets with everyone that really needs the awakening. Right? So this is what we're talking about. We're talking about a, a whole nother approach, approach of respect. 
one that individuals that even can throw their jargon around and throw their sciences and foolishness around, which is really what it is, they will even stand aghast of it and say, hmm, let me think again. Let me recalculate. Maybe I, I've went in error. And then that's when the error, which means time, as in an error, it ends. <laughs> time collapses. All those standing on the outside of time, i.e. lost loved ones, dead people, <laughs> as you call them, they get linked back in. They get reconnected. When the lines reconnect, let me explain to you how it was in the old days. If when your, your, your mother, when she passed, she would go into either your sister or you. You would hear her as if it was a thought in your own mind, and she would just encourage you to do what was right. <laughs> so there was no need for religions. There was no need for priests. There was no need even for a medium. Nothing in between, no Eve angel, between you and the spiritual world. Because this was a big thing back in the day, if you think about it, Lance, because we were so close to each other. That's how things began. If somebody left, we would want to know where they went. <laughs> we would not give up. Like, if my, my wife that I love, we've made an oath together and I'm supposed to be with her forever and she leaves, I need to know where she went. <laughs> or I can't get closure. I can't even go on with my life. That's how strong the bond was. So you know what? All of what we are calling the temples today, Egypt, Karnak, all these different places, what they used to be were places that you could go. That's because they're all built on top of ley lines. You can go there and make that connection. If for some reason you, could not, you weren't already connected to making it within, you could go to that ley line and that ley line would be able to direct you and you would be able to hear the voice again. You would be able to get that connection again and know things were okay so you can have that clearance and you can move on and also you could get advice and that's why people were taking advice from their ancestors for a prolonged period of time ancestors say don't eat that plant <laughs> that plant's hostile to the life form that you're living in ancestor says you need to work a little bit stronger in this area you see what i mean so there was a real connection until scythe the scythian that actual uh, that that thing in the green reaper's hand <laughs> that right there that they call father time, he holds that until the child's birth, uh, umbilical cord, here's another symbolic, was cut. The communication, as we talk about the, di the, the division symbol, when that was severed, then there was this idea of death, which is fear. There was the idea of being disconnected, that there was a possibly that you would leave everything here, Lance. You see how much fear this could to bring into a person once this occurs. They've realized, well, shoot, if I can't talk to my grandma anymore, this means that when I get on the other side, I won't be able to talk to my children. Oh, my goodness. Think about the fear and in it, how it ensued. But this is just, again, one dynamic of this. And so that's... That's a taste of, of what we have going on. And obviously I can, I can answer uh, direct questions related to this particular planetary system. I don't believe that there's nothing that we don't know. Uh, knowing is, is somewhat of one side of knowledge that you eventually can get to the end to. The unknown though, the unbegotten as it's called, the soul world, the subjective plane, limitless, perpetual, all that, it doesn't have boundaries on it. So I can't come in here explaining it like it does and, and, and tagging, oh, the Pleiadians from Andromeda said. <sighs> it, it takes more to be able to help and emancipate humanity in this reality to another level now because they're really wanting to see if the Pleiadian from Andromeda is really here. And the only place that I ever seen a Pleiadian from Andromeda show up was inside, <laughs> never outside. And so that's the whole connection. Again, inside, we are everything. That's the other thing. We need to not limit ourselves saying, oh, I'm just this. I'm human. Our statement is we activate humans. This is to infer that we are not human. Why? Because we are everything. Human is an individualization that is given as a, a term to a being that it is a material or a matter-based being, i.e. a man made out of flesh, that is also separated in hues or colors as they show that light shining into a prism makes seven colors. So from there, human means divided in flesh. 
Now, this doesn't seem odd anymore since universe doesn't mean what we thought it means anymore anyway. And so when we hang on, with the, hang on to these tags and these marks, i.e., my name is James, I'm from Detroit, my number, 7723456, my actual birthday, 102278, my... Are, are you a computer? <laughs> are you a computer or are you a soul? So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about getting us back into the control point and actually expanding this reality, saying goodbye to the negs, meaning the negative life forms, the ignorance that has been holding us all back, not abandoning them though, whatever you can think of as being the worst thing, it's like a child to us. Meaning when you get into a expanded state of consciousness, you realize that the most negative beings are children. The way they act out is as if they do not know. So they need to be put in the know, meaning they need a teacher. So when we go to teach though, as human beings, even in just this phi-based body, we would turn on our chakra centers. We would go into this activated state that they're only associating now with the hero, or the, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the superhero, <laughs> or the, uh, the, the mutant. Right? That's the only thing they have now compatible to associate with it. And, but that is a fact in a state of, of our state of consciousness, the telepathy, the, uh, the regeneration of our body, the projection of our body in our vehicles. All these things are real things that just lack amplification. So now we introduce amplification. Well, now, with all of that, how, how important are, are our thoughts in the language that we're, we're trained to, to speak in? Uh, it seems like those are part of the control system that's it, keeping it's, us. It's very important of keeping the individual in, the, in the, what we call the vicious cycle. And this is the reason why. When you study the ancient teachings, what they say is that when you have a lot of thoughts going on through your mind, like a lot of questions and things that you don't know about or just troubles, these are thoughts against your will. And obviously, because you don't want to really be thinking about that kind of stuff, right? So then, every single thought does birth something. It does create something. If you say, I'm going to go to the store, that may lead to you actually going to the store or at least thinking that you of the whole trip. Okay, so it's the same thing as when you're having thoughts that are against your will. Now you get subject to a reality that is against your will, built piece by piece. And if you want to understand the intricacy of how deep we can build, look at your dreams. The dream, <laughs> you build the minute detail. The other dream the other day, I actually rolled down a hill and I rolled under this log and the cobwebs had gotten on my arm and I could feel them there hello are you like a creator or what you're in there intricately wiring this thing almost in real time of what you're experiencing in this dream so this is in the physical reality has a little bit more lag and the reason why is that our language doesn't actually run smoothly the, because of its, it's Germanic, it's Gothic, it's even uh, uh, Nordic in many tenses. It moves like an old ruin. It's like a block. And it moves so slow and rudimentary, it's actually so cumbersome, the soul can't use it. <laughs> it, I, it basically alien, it alienates the being from the soul. That's why... Many uh, ancient languages, they're called fire languages. Tamil, Sanskrit, Hebrew. These are flame languages because they actually, first of all, Hebrew, when you drop it all down on itself, it makes a Sri Yantra or a Star David. So you're looking at symbols more than symbols taken into small pieces. But then these symbols being uh, uh, in themselves building blocks to realities. So indeed, these languages can create things a lot more easier because they are designed to create things from the spiritual or flame world into the physical world. That's called evocation or intoning. But English, well, first of all, Eng English or English, kind of like an angel or kind of like an angle. Right? So that, that's what their word really means. So this particular language, you only have half of it, first of all, because the, the founding fathers of the language were 
code masters. They were cipherists in a tense. They kept encrypting languages to control minds. Okay, so what they first did was they didn't release the whole language. They released you to you 26 letters. Now, if you ever want to know if you happen to have half of something, divide it or, or excuse me, times it by two. So when you get 26 times two, you get 54. 54. There's 54 weeks in a year. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let me let me give. I have my math down straight, but let me make sure I'm doing this right here. So, 26, okay? Because some people get the cal calculators. 26 times 2 is 52. Excuse me, I knew that. Something's wrong with that number. 52 weeks in a year, meaning one annual, one annu, meaning one turn, okay? So, this is the cabal, or the, the language that is being used, is based on this structure that we're in so it lets us know that half of it is present because a whole of it would be 52 so where do you because where do you see this other number 52 cards which are the tarot deck the new tarot deck is the standard plane the deck of cards that we use 52 cards come out okay because there's 52 weeks in the year so where's the other half of english then is the question and so this is what, because the English in itself, the other half, it mirrors, the English mirrors itself. It's called the Desmodema script. There's uh, other side to A, which when connecting it, it then looks like a star of David. There's another side to B, right? Which looks like an eight when it's completely connected with the line in the middle. That's the dollar sign or the Isis. There's another side to C, which means two C's together make a circle. There's another side to D, Meaning two D's together make another circle. Any D divided means a devil or a demon or something diabolical, something disturbing or something destructive. This means that anytime you separate something from its wholeness, it becomes chaotic. So this is the secret to this dimension that this is the dimension of duality. So there will be conflicts here because we're separated. And only until we come together will the conflict cease. And as long as there are conflicts, there will be fear because one will always be afraid of another coming to t rape or pillage or take everything that they've been, been growing. So they will, in a sense, live to protect themselves and that will keep them in the frequency of fear. Think about what I'm talking about. When you have to build bombs, build weapons, build different levels of destruction, and you have to spend all your time doing that. Do you think that actually increases you to become a magnificent being? No, it depresses you, right? The depressing meaning to push you down. So if a person is depressed, this means that they're in a lower frequency. And so what happens is that we have a lot of depressed, low frequency beings running around the planet. And this is called Saturnalian because Saturn is just alchemy. The metal of Saturn is lead. Lead is the least affected by light. It does not vibrate really well. It's not a good conductor. So notice how the alchemical knowledge, once again, shows you the true meaning versus these weird occult interpretations that they've come up with from pure, pure fanciful imagination of explaining what a gas giant would do and not do. We're talking about elements here, building blocks and foundations to universes. So what's meant by Saturnalian is when you become deadened, you don't feel anymore. No more compassion. Not excited. Uh, uh, next. Uh, what else is there? Mm. Oh, my goodness. I just gave you what can make a cripple climb trees. I just given you, once again, what can make a dumb person intelligent. But even deeper than that, I've given you something that can actually alleviate all of those silly separations. This is what we're talking about, and it's a real thing. We're talking about cleaning out the body. This means you clean out the filter step by step, all your organs. They're supposed to play a specific tone so that your vehicle is tuned up properly like the universe. That's the first of all, the only way you're going to turn the vehicle on first. So that's the, that's the physical way of going at it. You have to go through the cleanse. We have the step-by-step -step procedures. So there goes the body. So where's next? Mind. Well, this is, the, this is the biggest field that one has to go through sometime. The battlefield of Arunja was a battlefield in the mind of the individual going back and forth about what they should and should not do. So we walk people out of the mind by introducing common sense. <laughs> it's obvious, again, certain things. Together we stand. Going further, 
the soul. This is now a new thing for most people, but a very old thing for many of us who have soul. And this is just about a very, very simple thing here. We will go on immortally. Keeping our memories is very important because not you not knowing that you were here before and you not having those experiences that you've had this life is basically making your life null and void. So the question that is, that is put up first is, is that they, well, they, well, first a statement, they say that you cannot leave this world with anything that you have, have gained here, right? This is the whole end of Christianity. You can't take it with you. They can't bury you with all the money. You're right. But they will not bury you if you have the energy. It's a simple thing. If you invest in your body and you raise your frequency to a point where you grow your spirit to a point where it becomes conscious of your, the soul existence, basically you increase your magnetic field, you will be taking that with you, my friend. So this now gets us away from investing more in the market, giving them more money so they can keep grinding us into the matrix and getting us into reinvesting into ourselves. It's, it also came off of a simple principle that, do you know you can go and get a doctor's degree on a scholarship, right? And then go to another country and then say goodbye to the old country and get paid more there for that doctor's degree that you got in the U.S. over there. They can never take the knowledge from you. So it's the same thing. If you graduate your spiritual degree, when you, not only while you're here, but when you leave here, it will serve you when you get to the next plane and you will be going. The universe does not waste anything. That's why the Star of David is the, the recycle symbol. Look at the, the recycle symbol that we use today now, and look at it one more time. It's the Star of David. This is to show you that the universe is into recycling. It does not waste so what we have to do is get in the know about all this, grab the, grab the, uh, the uh, wheel of the ship of yourself, sit back into the throne of your consciousness up there by the pineal gland and get ready to take this thing collectively together where it, to the last time I checked, the whole excitement of it was that we didn't know. Anything that you knew, it, it, has a, it loses its luster. We like new things, exploring. And so that's what, again, think, look at humanity, we're explorers. And I know we're entering the, the end of the conversation here, but look at our DNA, it replicates and, and as it keeps expanding, as each uh, uh, chain of it is holding on to another chain, like holding hands, and it stretches across a, as a web through the abyss. The abyss in, a, in itself, think about what we're talking about. The soul world is basically untrackable. It's limitless. It has no boundaries. So we figured out a way to, tr to travel through it, just like we're speeding through space right now in a coil. We figured out a way to travel through it and sustain by basically joining together with each other and creating and bringing more things new, which is basically discovery, and then growing off of that, not choking off of oil and old ways of doing things, but going into a magnetic society where, again, it's quiet, it's efficient, and it's doing exactly what it needs to be doing, which is being present and being everything. And that's who we are. Well, I like the sound of the, the quiet and the silence. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Especially when you see one of these big earth movers beaten on the ground at about eight every morning for a good 20 oh, years yeah. of your life, right? <laughs> They're developing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it does seem that we're stuck on in some kind of uh, barbaric mindset. Uh, and so you see us breaking out of that in the near future then, yes? For sure, because the, the, these kind of concepts and ideas are very fertile when they spread on the right ground, which is in another individual's consciousness, they, they actually begin to bud. And it's not something that I'm just thinking about. A great deal of us are thinking about this at the same time, but that's making something physical happen. Because that's all ideas are like light and energy. Light energy gets trapped in corners. Coalus then creates a sphere, which we call a womb, and then gives birth. 
So what I'm saying is, is that the idea of our expansion is very fertile. We all want it. Some of us a little bit more right. than others. But as it begins to get into the minds that are the most, like they don't have limitations. Like when I was younger, when somebody told me that I can pray to God and ask for anything I want, oh my goodness. The first thing I did is I got down and said, God, I want all the money in the world. <laughs> and somewhere around 16, I had more money than I can actually spend. To me, it felt like it was all the money in the world. But unfortunately, that introduced me to the void. Meaning that actually introduced me at an early age to that money was not going to actually fix the issue. Which some people are still yet to experience. <laughs> like most people just feel like money is going to solve this problem. It doesn't actually, no. it doesn't work. But we could use a decent amount of it. So what I'll do is uh, I want to talk to you about something else. Because I heard uh, that there may be a chance that Fireside Chat is not able to function because there's not enough contributions. But I do have other methods for actually how to produce current and that's what I was saying uh, earlier, even on this call that I was on that the yang, even the Chinese, they call it the yin, the, the, uh, or, or the, the actual currency, because they are, we call it the money or the moon energy, moony. This means that it's connected to fertility, but one side of our energy. And so if we don't have it for whatever reason, then we don't feel up to the task. So it's actually tied in. I, I one of our discoveries was, excuse me, not I, we, we figured out that the amount of currency that you have in your personal life is based on how much current you have running through your body. And this is connected a great deal to the spirit too. And if you want to answer the question also why, okay, well then, if that's the truth, then, then why do sometimes negative people have all this money? It's because they have a lot of negative current. They have negative energy. They've sent the energy down, which is called the inverted pentagram. They sent it down into the lower regions of themselves. And they've activated a, a level of benefit that equals another's demise, right? Because there's this guy, let's say he's making millions of dollars because he's singing and rapping on this song, let's say, but what is the song saying? And what is it doing that everyone is going to? It's poisoning them. But what is he getting? A lot of money. So he's benefiting off of everyone else's demise. So that's inverted, inverted energy. So it's, it's, a, it's a simple dynamic, but like I said, it, it's not so simple when you're bombarded every single day with tons of stuff to try to do. We need to figure out exactly what we need to be focusing on, stay focused on that until that's complete, and then go into our next assignment. And so this is very well, methodical. James, we're, we're almost out of time, I so <laughs> I, I want to make sure that you have a chance to let people know where they can find you. Okay, for sure. Uh, you can actually find us where the archive of the information at resistance2010.com. If you want to look into the supplements and different things that are able to assist you with expansion, you can go to Realm Dynamics. That's R-E-A-L-M Dynamics.com. You can also pick up a free copy of the book on, on Resistance2010.com. And also the, that platform is absolutely free because, after all, how can you charge a person for freedom? Well, James, thank you so much for being on tonight, and uh, happy uh, winter solstice. It's definitely been a real one, Lance. I, thanks a lot for having me on and hosting the call. All right. Good night, everybody.